to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Welcome to our Wednesday episode of News and Reviews, where we do news and reviews. The title gives it away, but we don't ever mind being on the nose. Um, reviews this week are of Triple X3 Return of Xander Cage, I believe is the title yeah. that we're going with, and uh, also Split, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. <laughs> Uh, but first, obviously, we always start with news, and the little news porky pig has been ruffling through the dirt to find some little news truffles. What have you got for us today? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> okay, so first of all, uh, we've recently had the trailer, uh, the, not the trailer, the name of the new Star Wars episode released. It's going to be called The Last Jedi. Who do we think it might be? Well, Poe Dameron, cool. <laughs> Imagine C three PO. It was him all along. <laughs> He's been around enough of them that if there was going to be a proper droid that was well, a, a midichlorian, robot, like a cold. I don't know what we're doing with the midichlorian thing now. Are yeah. we saying it's okay, or are we saying nah? George was clearly off his meds. Well, they they just don't, like in Rogue One they mentioned it more as like a religious thing. Nobody mentions mm. midichlorians anymore. Yeah, but no one mentioned them in the first fucking films anyway. It was only when they went and did the... <laughs> Alright, so Last Jedi, it's it's going to draw people in. It's going to be... Look, look, the film didn't need marketing. No. The film, this is the well, thing. They could Disney have don't need to market these films anymore. They just need to go, Star Wars, you'll see it and you'll fucking be happy. What could they, they call this and people still would have gone and seen it? Uh, like, oh, two, ticket, uh, two tickets to Star Wars, I'm a dickhead, please. People would still buy those tickets. <laughs> Can I get two tickets to Star Wars, Nazi sympathiser, please? Yeah, like, oh. And everyone's like, oh, yes, because the, the Empire are basically Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two tickets to Star Wars, Walt Disney's a really nice guy. <laughs> I say is, because he's definitely frozen. <laughs> I'm um, not proud of my performance. You're right, they, do, they definitely don't need to mark it anymore, but it's nice that it has a title. It's um, They could just do a te- teaser trailer, right? One week before release, and it just goes, and then stops. <laughs> it just goes, Friday. And it's like, out tomorrow. And then they'd be like, okay, we've made $3 billion. <laughs> That's it's like $3 it is, it is that easy for them at this point. It is that easy. Disney must be rubbing their dicks on each other. <laughs> Anyway, um, the other news that I've come up with is that the, um, the the nominations for the Razzie Awards have been announced. Now, okay. the Razzie Awards celebrate the absolute worst in the year in cinema. Um, they were set up decades ago now. Hmm. Um, and How many nominations did we get? We've avoided it because they don't have a podcast opening five minutes category. Otherwise, we'd be right up there. <laughs> However, Worst Picture has got some notable uh, some notable nominees in there. Batman vs. Superman. Of course. Dirty Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Our personal worst film of the year, Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party. What? Independence Day Resurgence and Zoolander Toolander. One of them I've never even heard of. Uh, there was, uh, it was essentially a documentary to try and discredit um, Hillary Clinton, I believe, during uh, the run-up to the election last uh. year. Uh, but you know, like Batman v Superman's in there, but really, like they might give it him, give it to it because they'll go, oh, it'll make a big splash if we give Batman v Superman the worst movie. But there are worse films. Batman v Superman has got a lot of nominations. Of course, worst actor Ben Affleck, Batman v Superman, 
Dawn of Justice. Henry Cavill, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn He's of Justice. He's more likely to get it. Robert De Niro, Dirty Grandpa, he'll get it. He'll get it. <laughs> Uh, Gerard Butler, Gods of Egypt and London Has Fallen. <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza as himself in Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party. He also directed that. Uh, ben Stiller in Toolander Doolander. I've just forgotten what the actual <laughs> film's called now. Zoolander Toolander, there we are. Uh, so, you know, strong nominations there as well. Yeah. It manages, I think, to avoid being nominated for best a- uh, for Worst Actress because they just don't justify Amy Adams as really being in uh, no. Batman vs. Superman. Uh, but worst supporting actor, yeah, you better believe that Jesse Eisenberg's in there. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is in there for Snowden. I didn't even know he was in, was in Snowden. Uh, Johnny Depp for Honestly the Looking Glass. Will Ferrell in Zoolander 2 Lander. And uh, Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. Mm. Oh, and also Owen Wilson for Zoolander 2 Lander. <laughs> Owen Wilson for whatever film he played this year. So essentially, it's Zoolander, Toolander, and Batman vs. Superman, I think, are eating the most uh, shit-covered globes this year. Yeah. I know they're not globes, they're raspberries. Uh, so that's uh, that's something that's happened, and I believe the nomina- the ceremony is the day before the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, it's normally... Like, not, what I like is not many people go along. No, but some, uh, Sandra, well, Sandra Bullock, Bullock went accepted twice, hers she? in person... And she th- she then I think won the Oscar, Oscar the following day the following day for because she got um, Blindside I guess Blindside Oscar been. the next day and the uh, Raspberry for something about Steve something about that I have no idea um, the one one Bradley Cooper but she's she took it in good spirit like if you ever mm. watched that video she took it in good spirit and Halle Berry picked up hers as well didn't she Yes Yeah So for, uh, it's, it Cat is Woman. fun it is fun when they go and they just kind of. Take, take the piss a little bit. And I'm wondering if Ben Affleck, say, does win. Mm. He does go along. Um, Maybe. He's got nothing else to do at this time at the moment because he still may not be doing Batman. Batman. We don't know. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's my news pig stories this yeah. week. Obviously, we'll have full winners uh, when they are announced, I imagine. But uh, it's in preparation for the Oscars nominations being announced tomorrow. Yeah. Um... Oh, no, Tuesday. Which was yesterday. <laughs> Just remember when we they're, put this one out. They're out. Yeah, we haven't yeah. recorded this in the past. We'll mention them on the next episode. <laughs> um, no, also, this week we had a new trailer for Logan, which you're not watching. I don't want to watch it because I've, I've seen enough of that to know that I really want to see it. And yeah. it will be my favourite comic book movie ever, if it's everything I want it to be, and so much more. But I know that's expecting slightly too much of a film where we just don't know at the moment. And we also got another trailer for Power Rangers, which I'm thinking might be my guilty pleasure of the year. This is your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 of the year. Yeah, but fortunately I didn't put this one down as one I'm most excited for, so I'm not making that mistake again. But I think you would be justified in thinking this, because clearly it's something that has a attachment to your youth. Yeah, absolutely. that you love. Like, it, they all look a bit... like Everything in it looks a little bit weird, like a little bit off-centre of what I remember of the Power Rangers, because they're all like... Or gleany Iron Man shoot. This is now more sort of Zordon's face moulding from a wall mm. um, instead of being just a, an old guy in a tube. Is that what Zordon was? Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about Power Rangers, um, really. You know, and it looks a bit weird, but still, it looks like it could be fun. Okay. And I'm willing to take that. You're willing to give it the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I'm, I'll go watch it. Until proven otherwise, it's the best film of the year. Um, also, did you see David Ayers come out and said basically he realised that Suicide Squad was was a bit of a mess. Good. Um, somebody Rub tweeted, his face in his own mess. 
somebody tweeted at him yesterday saying, oh, I watched Suicide Squad and forget what people are saying about it. It's actually pretty decent. Mm. And he's come back with quite a lengthy, I won't read it to you because it's quite, if you go to David Ayer's Twitter, it's on there. Um, but a lengthy thing where basically he says, you know, um, he said he didn't set out to make a film that, uh, that would appease the masses because if you do that, you end up with something vanilla. Mm. Um, he says, but nothing hurts more than to pick up a newspaper and see a couple of years of blood, sweat and tears ripped to shreds. Um, which I understand, you know, it, it did get... I, I, look, I'm all for taking risks, but take risks that actually work. And he basically talks about how it's wildly successful, but the bit that interested me was he said, wish I had a time machine, I'd make joke of the main villain and engineer a more grounded story. I have to take But I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Joker as the main villain again. We've seen that so recently. Yeah. But it but it's it's nice I wish he had a time machine as well. So I could go back to before I saw that film and he could come to the cinema and go, Don't but it's nice that he's seeing that there were problems in that because mm. obviously we we spoke a lot about it. Yeah. Um, both when we reviewed it and in our end of year. Yeah. You know there are problems with that film, and it's nice that he can now come out and go, "Yes, there are," and you know maybe in hindsight there are different things I would have done. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's not like Zack Snyder who comes out and goes, "Yeah, Batman v Superman is still the tits." Fuck off. Um, I don't know if he ever said Everyone's that, entitled but... to their opinion. But at least he's not going out there saying, fuck Marvel now. Yeah, he really, well... He really ate his own shit on that yeah, one. Yeah, that was ill-advised. <laughs> but I think he was just basically goaded into it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Anyway. Shall we get into reviews? Let's get into the bulk of the story this week, yeah. So, so um, do you want to start? I'll start off. Uh, after our episode on Sunday, where we discussed the continuing career of M. Night Shyamalan... It's out now. Go check it out if you've not heard it yet. It is. It's out there and it's... It's it's a podcast. <laughs> anyway, so... You've ruined the twist. Anyway, so um, Split came out on Friday, and Split is being heralded as uh, M. Night Shyamalan's return to form. Which the visit got heralded as... Can't have two returns to form, mate, not in consecutive films. So what's going on here? Are you now admitting that the visit was every bit as terrible as I thought it was? <laughs> I hope so. So Split is an interesting film. Uh, it stars James McAvoy as a person with 23 different personalities living within him. And it's it's primarily concerned with him taking, abducting three young girls uh-huh. uh, for some sort of ritual. And that's basically all the information you get. That they are necessary in order to unlock something further in the human psyche. Okay. Now, what I will say is, James McAvoy has a lot of fun with his characters. Because obviously he's getting <laughs> he's getting to play this guy with 23 different personalities. How many do we see? You see probably about seven, I think. So we were right in our guess, but you would only see a bare minimum. You don't, you don't get to see too much. You get to see the ones who are essential. And, you know, you get to see seven, but m- there's only three of them, really, that you get to see for any real period of time. <laughs> Uh, but you do get to see the names of all the other ones on a computer screen at one point, which is also kind of what we said. We said we would that there would be a reference to all of them at one mm-hmm. point. So you get to see a few of them. Uh, there's enough range there that you can think that he's really enjoying it, and he's got enough. You've, he's got enough about him to sell that performance yeah. enough. Unfortunately, I think the film lets itself. Well, look. My thing with this film is, for a long time during it, I was thinking, okay, well, where's the twist going to be? Because mm-hmm. actually, the twist, 
the twist really is mentioned in the trailers in that they say, oh, well, you know, this guy can change his body chemistry at will, mm-hmm. you know, with his thoughts. And it's all completely scientific mumbo-jumbo as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. I don't believe this is a real disorder, <clears throat> this uh, DID. I don't know, it might well mm. be. There's It's something called DID within the film, and basically the science behind it is, oh, well, he can do anything he likes, he can change his body chemistry, and you think, well, I don't think... Can he become possible. a dragon? But it's sort of... Well, this is the thing. The, there's references to the Beast, okay? And yeah. you've heard these in the trailer, and... The beast is sort of what this ritual is all about. Yeah. And f- for most of the film, I was watching it and thinking, right, there's not a twist. There's not really been a twist. Because the body chemistry stuff, I-, I was on board with by going, right, well, I don't believe in that, but I will well, believe in it within the yeah, confines yeah, yeah. of this film. Now, it lets itself down by going down a route that, well, it doesn't let itself down. It sort of does and it doesn't. Because I quite, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of enjoyed the reveal of the twist. Mm. But in a way that leaves some people in the audience absolutely scratching their heads. And some people in the audience going, oh, okay. Now... <laughs> just, just an, oh, okay. Well, no, because some people will be losing their shit about it. Yeah. Some people are like, oh my goodness, and this fucking it's, thing happens. It's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. I don't want to spoil it. it. You, you, know, you don't want to spoil you it. Know it's, you know it's going to be in there. There's gonna you know be there's going to be a twist because it's a Shannon Man film. Yeah. Um, so, basically, what I will say is it's, it's a decent enough film, and it's not his worst work by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. because he's got some absolute stinkers out there. It's pretty good. It's not his best, you know... It doesn't stand up there with the likes of The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, but it is pretty good. Where does it fit on a scale? I'd say it sits just below those two, maybe around the village for me. Okay. And, you know, that's not a bad place to sit. It's leering at points, which is strange, because there there are bits within the film. I mean, he cameos, as of course he was going to, as a computer tech wizard. Mm. Um... I believe. I mean, I genuinely have no idea what his character was doing <laughs> apart from looking at some security cameras. Um, yeah. And he has this thing about, he talks about Hooters, right? Hooters. And he says, oh, well, Hooters is a great restaurant because he's got chicken wings in front of him. And she yeah. says, oh, what fine establishment did you buy these from? And he goes, oh, I got them from Hooters, blah, blah, blah. And then she, the psychologist, goes on this tirade against Hooters and says, oh, well, you know, it, f- it fulfills uh, mankind and America's two greatest needs, the need for shitty food and um, to be near uh, augmented breasts all of the time. Yeah. Then he has the audacity to sort of have these girls that he's captured take their clothes off at various points. Not all of their clothes, but walk around in their underwear yeah. for fairly large portions of the film and you think almost like you can't have on. it both ways because what are you are you the leering leching sort of director who said well i'm going to do this and oh i'll explain it away by saying oh well that's what the character makes him do or are you the one who's launching this tirade against the fact that you know who is a terrible establishment that's set up for these reasons and you know our base needs are you know disgusting at their heart you think yeah. You've chosen a weird battle here because you've chosen both sides of you've, the battle. You're fighting yourself. You're hedging your bets by betting on both sides, which means that you lose twice, essentially. <laughs> I mean, apart from that, it's it's a fairly functional film. It, it's 
it's tense enough. I don't think it's particularly thrilling. I think the the denouement is interesting. That's what I'll say. It's interesting. I'm not sure if it's good. I'm not sure if it's bad. I know you'll be seeing it at some point. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping to catch it this week at some point. But uh, I just couldn't get it before. But look, it's, it is what it is. It's an M. Night Shyamalan film. And it's better than The Visit. And it's better than a lot of his stuff. So, In fact, it's his best film since 2004. Which is remarkable. <laughs> that he's managed to come back and actually... I don't think he's particularly uh, particularly excellent filmmaker still. I think he's he's decent enough. But I, I'm now sort of of the opinion that there is potential for him to be more. To get back to where he was. Judging judging from this film, there is some... It's the thing that happens, you will think, hmm, could he make that work? Yeah. Has he pulled that off? And you just don't know. So, yeah, for me, I'm I'm kind of thinking, it's a decent enough film. You should go and watch it if you're in the mood for that sort of thing. A, yeah. a little bit of a thriller. And, you know, James McAvoy is good. I'll give him that. He's good. And He's not going to win any awards. And for it's it, what you get good. when you cast McAvoy. You're going to get a solid performance. You're going to get a committed performance, at least. And, you know, that's all you can ask for. Great stuff. You saw Triple X3. Tell me about how good that was. <laughs> Talking of return to form. Yeah. This is not that. But it's the return of Xander Cage. Um, I yeah. believe he's everyone's so... favourite part of the Triple X franchise, <laughs> if I... you can call it that. I went to watch Triple X3. Now, unfortunately, I had to go on my own because nobody wanted to come with me. I can't imagine why. Uh, now, I, I've always said I kind of like the first Triple X because I like this idea that because I've always been a fan of James Bond and all that. Um, I've always liked the idea that you can't put James Bond into a gang of people whose faces don't fit. Mm. So what you do is you get somebody who already looks like them mm-hmm. and already has a face that doesn't fit who you can give this ability to put them in there and they can infiltrate it in a better way. Mm. Um, and I like that first film because that's the kind of idea it was playing with and I liked it. It was all this kind of extreme point sports. point break was, idea of, a, you know, was, of an extreme sports Person when did it come out? Like two thousand two, two thousand four, maybe even earlier than that. Like two thousand one, two thousand two. So I was, I was, you know, pure adolescent boy right then. Yeah. Um, and I really liked everything that it was doing. I really enjoyed. It. I remember when I watched it in the cinema. I got it on DVD. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, I never watched a second one because I had no reason to. see... I didn't want them to make a second one. Mm. Then they make a third one, and I have to say, this is the most monumentally stupid film I've ever seen in my life. It's a strong year for that so like, far. Yeah, we talked about Bye Bye Man and said, Nerve, you've got trouble. Mm. Nerve, take a hike. Really? Take an absolute hike. This film is stupid on so many levels. Like, All right. Not only <laughs> is it bringing back Vin Diesel as like a 50-year-old looking man now yeah. um, to play this kind of live extreme sports kind of guy. Yeah, he's a um, ladies' man though. So many times do they have to take shots of him. Like, no one, um, big muscly guys kind of, Hunch their shoulders up and kind of roll them over, and you see the shoulder muscles just kind of. Yeah, yeah. So many times do you see that shot. When you've got diesel, that's what you go for. Um, but the perfect example of why this film is stupid. So basically, Triple X Three is all about a computer um, is created that can bring down satellites mm-hmm. from space and crash them into Earth, and, which is perfectly good science. And there's a there's a, um, one of these computers called the Pandora's Box, of course. Um, which is how many times has that been used as a trope? By the way, it's stolen calling a thing a Pandora's box. It's stolen by a ghost team of extremes, extreme personalities, and the only person they can get back to take this out is Xander Cage. I think I know the twist. <laughs> there is no twist. I think I know the twist. Do you? Yeah. Okay, I'll ask you afterwards, okay. just in case it is the actual twist. I don't think it is. Um, 
But, you know, the the head of this gang is played by Donnie Yen, um, and he's got this really colourful cast of characters. But the reason it's stupid is because, A, there doesn't really seem to be much plot there. Mm. Um, the script writing is pretty terrible. Like, for example, this film feels like it's over when it's only just beginning. Right. Like, you've, it starts, but then it ends, and you're like, thank God it's ended. Yeah. Um, and then you go, hang on. We've got another hour of this. Well, it's only about an hour and 40 minutes, yeah. the film. You know, it's not long. When you watch... Why mess with perfection? Well, I watched... The, the film I watched before this was, like, Manchester by the Sea, which is two hours. Yeah, two hours plus, So, yeah. it's, it's noticeably different mm. in length. But it still felt long, mm-hmm. but nothing's there. Tedious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point where I went... Like, this is about... Well, the first minute got me, because Neymar Jr., the footballer, is in it. Mm. And he does a kick now, up I've, with I've, a. Um, I've always been interested box. to know: um, is Neymar Junior known as anything other than Neymar Junior? Has he got like an alias that he's also known? Oh as? yeah, they do these Suicide Squad things. No one yeah, comes the, up with the their names jumps, yeah. and gives you like their nicknames. Yeah. Neymar Junior is known as Neymar Junior. Ah, because I was confused about that because I thought <laughs> is Neymar Junior known as anything else? And it turns out it's Neymar Junior. It says Neymar Junior, and then underneath it says Neymar Junior, which is not true because he's known as Neymar. He's not known as Neymar Jr. People, when they're doing commentary, they don't go, here's Neymar Jr. on the ball. They say, here's Neymar on the ball. His shirt may say Neymar Jr. And he he does a kick up with a tissue box. So I'm getting confused because I think Neymar's son's in this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's toddlers in this so film. From the first minute, I'm already like, okay, this is interesting. This is your starting scene. It didn't go well for um, Goal the Impossible Dream. The bit that really got me in this film yeah. was there is a moment where... Um, Triple X, as mm. I like to call him, <laughs> I don't know why. Round the cage, yeah. Um, Triple X has to pick his own team. Um, of great, it's like being at football <laughs> of misfits in you know, school. He has to do the old Fast and Furious trope. Nice um, of picking his own team. He's like, I imagine I get picks, to, I get to pick my team. He must pick really carefully. So, you would think he'd pick smartly for a spy mission where he's got to take down. You want combat trained people? First person he picks, tacticians, um, played by Ruby Rose. Is probably could be combat trained. Um, is a sniper. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Good start. You know, you might need her for sniping people, yeah. which he does. Yeah, that's because good. it'd be you pointless putting a sniper in this film and not using that. Why would you not? But I could imagine that's the kind of trick this this film would be. Okay. Secondly, um, is a driver played by getaway drivers. Good. Played by the Hound from Game of Thrones. Yeah, great. Um, thing about this driver is he was an ex stunt driver and is renowned for having 198 crashes. Not, I mean, that's too many crashes. <laughs> Why are you picking this guy to drive you around? He's known as a lunatic as well. They they purposely say this guy is not sound of mind. You want like a steady hand at the wheel. You don't want an insane person. My favorite pick of his is the third guy. Okay, so I'm thinking sniper, getaway driver. You need someone who's like a tech genius, maybe. That, he, he's yeah. using a lot of technology all the time. Kind of. He's a oh. DJ. <laughs> like a like a, a, a DJ. assassin DJ. No, what they do is they when they show you each person, they give you a rundown of their stats. So they're like, oh, 198 crashes. Um, very good at sniping. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's good to be around. <laughs> and the film purposely works in a place where he can DJ that will help people. And I'm there going. Why? Why are you choosing this route to go down? It sounds so preposterous that I feel like it must be done in jest. Like, they know how how silly this franchise is. But why didn't they just let it die? Like, there's genuine moments where I'm like, 
You were literally Cash just, man. You were literally just dragging a dead possum by the tail across the screen. Well, that's the thing about possums. They play dead sometimes. <laughs> Maybe this franchise is going to come alive again. Triple X3 is going to make a ton of money at the box office. They're genuinely setting up for a sequel as well. I'm certain of it. Yeah, the ending leaves it open. I don't think it will get a sequel. It'll make its money back. Come on. I'm not so certain. The film, the screening I was in... You reckon it's going to bomb? The screening I was in was just dead. Yeah. Like, there was hardly anyone in there. That's the thing about Split. Very popular so far. Mm. It's done really well over the weekend. So um, I think it's going to revive his career. But no, it's just stupid. And there's definitely action tropes in there that died years ago. Like, there's ones that are literally stealing from John Woo. Yeah. And you're there going, that's been done. And you are not doing it as well. The good thing about this film is it has a very multicultural cast. You know, it's very... It's not um, one that you can go, oh, this is whitewashing, or this is predominantly male. There's a really nice mix of genders and ethnicities mm-hmm. in it. But you know, they're all playing stupid characters. And there's also stuff that I watched when I went, like Donnie Yen, for example. Mm. I was watching him, and I really like his fighting style in this, mm-hmm. you know. And it's obvious that um, there's been an interview that they did um, where he said they, they improvised a lot of their fights. They kind of helped choreograph them all as yeah. well. And you can tell in the way that especially Donnie Yen fights, there's some really cool stuff. But it just made me go, why am I not watching a Donnie Yen film? And mm-hmm. I came back and I ended up, it's not a Donnie Yen film, but I ended up watching The Raid when I got back. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to watch something that's good now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just, and I can't get across how stupid most of this film is. Right. And there's no real moment you go, oh, cool. This is going to blow people out of the water. It just doesn't work on so many levels. But I'm like... Why did you bring this one back? Yeah. Now, of it? all the franchises you've got out there, but you're trying to get off the ground, why did you bring this one back? Because, yes, the first one was called, cool, the second one died a death. Mm. There, nobody's going, oh, I wonder what Xander Cage is up to nowadays. Uh, Vin Diesel's had a renaissance, though, so that'll be it. Yeah, and I think that's what they're hoping to sell tickets, but I, I can't remember who I was speaking to who said the problem with Vin Diesel is he doesn't sell franchises on his own. No. Like he, If you look at stuff like The Last Witch Hunter that he did, you know, nobody really went to see it. He's good as an accompaniment mm. to um, the rest of the cast, but as a person on his own, he doesn't really sell franchises that that well. Yeah, um, which is a shame because you know he has done certain things that are really good. You know, you look at I really like um, Pitch Black, for example. Mm. The Pacifier is famously one of the yeah. best roles yeah. he's ever had. Um, so the thing is, I when it comes down to recommending this film, don't go and see it in a cinema. Don't go give them your cinema money. Mm. But if it comes on TV, I implore you to watch right, it. Just as a laugh. Watch it with friends. Okay. Watch it with That's friends how I because enjoy it. and beers and just enjoy how stupid it gets. Because genuinely, there were times I was laughing at just why have you decided this is the route to mm-hmm. go? Um, and the thing is, the person who directed this um, was the same guy who directed the Disappointments Room from last year. What a strong showing so, he's had of recent times. He's, he's having a crack of time. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm going to leave that, because... Yeah. You're too sad to continue. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Alright, well, you know, not a busy week for us in terms of reviews. A fair bit of news to get through and all that. And and you've had a poorly eye, so... Yeah, cinema hurts at the moment. Uh, and not just because I'm having to see M. Night Shyamalan films. <laughs> Come on. No, he's good. He's alright. Anyway, so as usual, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter with Dinosaur Man Nerdcast or at Dinosaur Man 15 on Twitter. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes and on Buzzsprout and on Stitcher, where you can also rate, comment, subscribe, and review. Good work. 
Uh, as always, we'd like to thank Johnny News for the theme song. Yeah, it's really good, and we like it a lot. And we're going to do a remix with Steve Aoki. <laughs> so that's coming out next year. Uh, we're going to drop the freshest mixtape you heard. The hottest track of the summer. No, winter. That's when everyone goes partying to Ibiza. Sorry, Ibiza. Um, in Ibiza. As always, we'd like to thank you, Andy, for doing your hosting. You're yes, very okay. Good thank you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> thank you. Until next time. Don't let Tony Hawk steal the Pandora's box. He's the extreme sports star at the head centre of it. I told you I figured out the twist. <laughs> it, oh, it was him or Bam Margera. Dinosaur Man. Where'd he come from? 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 Dinosaur.